Jones got a screenshot of three, made it. Good play. That's the elevator play where the elevator doors close and Lance catches and finish. Tough shot. <laughs> the elevator play, I like that. Ronnie Watson, <laughs> Mike Reese on the call. He's, uh, Southern got popped in the face at Drake on Saturday, 82-59, to 59, and to, to soothe us, to reassure us, to to nudge us away from the cliff and, and get us back to feeling good about this team again, we hope anyway. We're joined by Saluki Radio Analyst Rodney Watson. Uh, Coach, where are you at tonight? I am reporting live from Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis where the Indiana Pacers are taking on the Utah Jazz. The Pacers turn on by one, fellas. And if you want scoring, come on up to Indianapolis. Outstanding. Well done. Rodney Watson calling us during an NBA game. you got to love awesome. that. So, uh, you know, I don't want to W5 this game too much. You know, we know the who, we know the what, we know the where. We kind of even really know the why, but what's, what's your take on what the heck happened uh, on Saturday in Des Moines? You know, Drake was just, they were just on fire. When, when uh, Enright and, and Calhoun go four for six from three, uh, it's going to be a, a good day for, for the Drake Bulldogs. They were just that good offensively. Southern could have been better defensively. They could have been a much more physical early, especially in that 16-0 run. By about 7-0, I would have liked to have seen a really good foul, and, and uh, Southern were just kind of played back on their heels and wanted to stay within themselves. I think they're very concerned about the 21 turnovers they had the game before. They wanted to take care of the ball. They are just a, a bit hesitant on the offensive end. And the thing that was kind of the the – the, the bad part is when teams are going to get out on you. Southern got out on people, but those things tend to even back out. What didn't happen was, even though Drake was 6 of 7 on their first field goal and Southern was 0 for 7, Southern did not have a rebound uh, after the 11-minute or under-12 media timeout. Now, when you're getting popped, somebody can go get a rebound, get a loose ball, get their hands on something, and just kind of muck it up. And Drake just had it. They had it cruising. They were playing great. Um they had a lot, you know, they have a lot to stake it well now. It was a good crowd, and but it really wasn't the crowd. That didn't get Southern. Just just a good old-fashioned bad day for Saluki basketball. Now, you mentioned this during the broadcast, Ronnie. There's a fundamental reason that Southern couldn't buy a rebound uh, in the early part of that run, and it's all to do with uh, how Brian Mullins wants them to play defense. Uh, well, I, I think the – well – I think defensively, Brian Mullins wants those guys in their in their space. And and Drake, what the biggest problem with that game was, Drake was able to play with their shoulders squared to the basket because Southern was playing too far off the ball. And that was the big thing on that. As far as the rebounding goes, Drake didn't miss many shots, but Southern missed seven. And if there's seven offensive rebounds out there, you got to come up with some because there comes a time you're thinking to yourself, hey, we're not getting blown out today. And that enters everybody's mind, whether you're a coach, player, or fan, uh, at that uh, 07, that, uh, I'm sorry, when they're down seven, down nine, puts calls a timeout, somebody's got to say, hey, man, I'm going to get the ball. We're going to go power a basket in. And that was just lacking on Saturday. Coach, was it uh, more so the Saluki's maybe worst day in the Valley this season, or was it closer to Drake being their best day in the Valley? Because it kind of seemed like it was close. Uh, it was both for both teams, really. Well, it, Drake was tremendous, okay? And what Drake has done a great job under Darren DeBree, they also play outstanding defense. Southern couldn't get the ball in the lane during that 16-0 drought. It wasn't that they were just missing shots, taking dumb shots. They were they had to settle for three because it's late in the shot clock. But Drake had a big part to do with that. Uh, and don't forget now, fellas, Roman Pitt was 1 of 15 at our place on January 4th. And he said to himself and his teammates, that's not happening again. And so – 
you know, they've got a bunch of seniors on that team. They're playing for a championship. They're trying to get an NCAA bid as, as well. A lot at stake. They certainly played great. Um, Southern just couldn't counter it. They couldn't counter early. Now, what also happens in those games, when you get down so much so early, you spend so much energy just trying to get, get it back to even. Now, down 23 at halftime, there's nothing even about that. Uh, where was real, What was disappointing is that when Southern fought back, got it to 12 with 12 minutes to go, came out of a timeout, I was hoping, Mike and I were sitting there, we're broadcasting it this way, you're hoping at that point Southern gets a 6-0 run. Now it's, you know, maybe a six-point game, and, and this thing gets really dicey. But instead, Drake went on a 6-0 run. They got a stop out of that timeout, converted to a basket, got another stop, converted another basket, and, man, the air was out of the balloon by about that time. Fans would probably overreact um, to, to this game probably more than any of the other losses uh, this season. But there's four games left in the regular season. What do you do different with this team to prevent a repeat of this? Well, the great thing about Coach Mullins' style is that the old saying, defense travels. Now, it didn't travel great to Des Moines. Okay, but, it, you know, but the fact of the matter is Southern really guards. And the other thing I love about Coach Mullins is that he fixes mistakes. He's not a yeller and screamer. He's analytic. He's, he's straightforward with his guys. The one thing, I heard Kenny Smith say this on Inside the NBA uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about the Phoenix Suns before they made the big trade. He was talking about there's something messed up about the Phoenix Suns because at the end of the season last year, they got blew out in game seven, and then, and then they came back and they were having a bad year, plus there were some injuries. And Kenny Smith said, what NBA players know, they know honestly. In that locker room, they know if there's honest and they know if there's dishonest. And he wasn't calling out players or coaches, but, but what the Salukis know, what that locker room knows right now, what they knew in practice the last couple of days, they know that Brian Mullins is honest. He's not, not going to berate these guys. He's not going to try to motivate out of the nonsense or the fear or anything like that. He, he coaches honest. So defensively, you're going to see a really good defensive team tomorrow. You're going to see them very aggressive. You're going to see probably nine guys coming, you know, nine guys playing four off the bench, pretty regular, and 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 you're going to stay in that game if you are what he says connected. You better be connected guarding that ball. You better be in a help, the perfect help position where you can help the dribble get back to your man. That's where you're going to see, and that's how he coaches it. At Valpo tomorrow night, going to Valpo for Valentine's Day, lovely. Uh, but uh, Ben Cricky, Kobe King, two good two good players, as good as anybody. Uh, and the Missouri Valley has uh, on their team. Why has Valpo struggled? Why are they on the bottom end of the Valley standings, you think? Well, don't forget about uh, the Queen kid and, and Nick Edwards, a really good point guard. Uh, they've got four good players. they got a guy by the name of uh, Maximus Nelson. Now, that's five syllables, okay? So <laughs> he needs to get five points. Uh, but but uh, they've got good depth. Uh, I'm sorry, they've got a good starting five. They don't have good depth. That's probably hurt them early in the season. But, fellas, look at this. Their last, their last nine games are five and four. They swept Evansville. They swept Illinois State, something Southern couldn't do. Okay? They also beat UIC at home by 10. But there was an overtime loss, double overtime loss at home against Drake, an overtime loss. Uh, I'm, I, it escapes me, and I just – there was another overtime loss in their five and four last nine games. So this team is, has seven seniors. Uh, five of four of them start and play big, big minutes. So 
Southern, they're, they're good. They're, they're a good offensive team. They're not a real good defensive team. And a lot of that has to do with depth. And Southern's got to really go at Cricky, getting 20 points a game in the league. Uh, this is a really interesting stat. Um, King, um, Kobe King has scored double-figure points for all 27 games. And you talk about wow. consistent. That's impressive. So they've got – and then the Queen kid is really good. Queen, King, Queen, he came out of a center – Cedarville, a Division II school that I have a lot of respect for. I know their coach real well, and he was a good player at that level. Um, someone's got to get after him and make sure that he's not a factor. So they have their hands full tomorrow night, and Southern's also 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games against, against Valpo. So it's, obviously it's not going to be easy. And, uh, and their coach is kind of coaching for his coaching career as well. He's, you know, things haven't gone as well as I know Valpo would like, and certainly uh, Coach Lattis would like as well. So there's a lot at stake for both programs. Rodney, you talk about just how big this game uh, tomorrow night will be, and uh, I know plenty of fans know the recent history for uh, the Salukis at Valpo and how tough it is to get a win there for the Salukis. Um, and I know that so- some of them probably will be sitting there saying, you know, this could be a trap game. Are you, as a coach, do you even believe in the trap game? Oh, I believe in trap games, but not in February. Not, not February 14th. <laughs> There's no trap with this one. It's all you, – you play it possession by possession – those players on that on, uh, on that flight going to Valpo uh, today, they know what's at stake here. And, and uh, trust me, those guys and Coach Mullen, they want this program to elevate another level. Uh, you're going to see a terrific effort out of these guys tomorrow. Uh, defense has to travel because sometimes offense doesn't get going as soon as you want it to. But but I really look for uh, I look for the way Southern's offense goes against Valpo's defense. I think Southern will have a good offense at night. If you remember, J.D. Mueller, when he wasn't very good last year, especially offensively, I mean, offensively, he's pretty good defensively, but J.D. wasn't very good offensively, and he had big games against Falpo because uh, Cricky guarded him, and Cricky didn't want to foul out. Cricky was given help on Marcus DeMath, and last year, Mueller was able to catch and finish at the rim. Gosh, I, I'll tell you what, J.D. Mueller's improvement has been so impressive for him and that coaching staff and the players around him that have helped him get better. J.D., Scotty Abube's getting minutes now. He, he knows he's going to get time in the first and second half, so he's got a new life. This guy is a player, fellas. He's got hands that we probably haven't seen since Rowan Roberts and Osraf Amaya. Uh, then, you know, you've got, you got Rupert, who's got to become a little more consistent, especially on the offensive end. And uh, we, the three-headed monster inside's got to be a factor. They've got to go at Cricky. They've got to get him in some foul trouble or get him in a position where he doesn't want to foul. They've got to make sure that they neutralize King from going off on a big number and neutralize uh, Quentin Queen, the three-point shooter. Talking to Rodney Watson, uh, I think everybody would agree Southern has not played their best game uh, yet this season. And I don't think they need to play their best game to get a win tomorrow night at Valparaiso. But with four regular season games left heading into the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, what does Southern's best game so far of the season look like? Um. I, I, this is going to sound crazy. I thought Southern played really well at Illinois State. Uh, some things I thought they played really well. They took care of the ball. Uh, they played well offensively. They didn't quite score enough points. But here's the other thing as far as playing well. And I'll tell you what I do believe in. I believe in peaking. And we're going to see if Drake peaked on Saturday. I'm, I'm, I'm a friend of Darren DeVries, but I'm rooting if they peaked on Saturday. They might not. Uh, but, man, I'm telling you what, I'm watching the Pacers and their Jazz right now, and I'm not so sure that, that Drake couldn't have hung with those guys the way they played on Saturday. 
Southern has certainly not peaked. And yet, at the same time, they're close. Certainly, turnovers have been a little inconsistent. Got, it's gotten so much better. Uh, had a bad game against UIC. Got a little casual on the offensive end. Uh, but a perfect game is when Southern is sharp. They're getting into their offense at 21, 20, really 22, 23 seconds on the shot clock. They're getting the ball moved uh, with good pace. They're moving without the ball. Uh, and, and then the ball, when Southern's at its best, they have high assists. And uh, their shots can't come off the fifth. And that, that's a mark of a good team. The next thing is certainly when they're rebounding. It's a much better offensive rebound team than Brian Mullins has had in his four years. So they've got to steal points offensive rebounds. I think Southern's number one in the league in fast break points. A couple of years ago, they didn't get fast break points. Now they're getting points off their defense, off live ball turnovers. Those are the three things in particular that, that I'm looking for when Southern's really clicking and playing their best and then putting one game and another game and another game. I will say this, as good as Southern can defend and as deep as they are and as veteran uh, as they are, you know, for, for them to say, okay, we haven't played our best game yet and there's four games left in the regular season, that sounds like a team you don't want to play in the Valley <laughs> Tournament. Well, let me put another factor into the not quite playing their best game of the year yet. Coach has played a lot of players. He's got a lot of good players in this team. And there's such good players on the bench. You've got Kate Horniker that I think might be playing at Gamebridge someday, and I'm not kidding you. Kind of depends on how much time he puts into it. With his size and his just his personality, we could be coming to Indianapolis to watch him someday. Uh, uh, Foster wonders is getting on the floor. He can't really stay on the floor yet, probably defensively as much as anything. But you're talking about a guy that's going to find a way to get open. And these guys are having trouble getting on, but but for the most part, coaches played about 10 or 11 guys throughout the whole season. It's hard to really get in sync. Um, when you're playing, when you're Marcus Damask and Lance Jones, and, man, the Pacers are ripping on the Jazz. I hope that we're cheering like this tomorrow. Uh, when, when, when Jones and Damask are playing with eight other players, it's hard to truly get in sync. Uh, Xavier Johnson's really starting to step his game up, especially on the defensive end. Uh, he's, he's got the ability to score that he didn't have early in the season. Um, Dalton Banks has got to get a little more consistent. And when he comes off that bench, Southern's got to know what they're getting out of him because he's so important as a junior. But playing a lot of guys is, is part of the reason why Southern probably hasn't really clicked and be consistent. That number's getting down in the eight where he's playing most guys, the eight guys the most minutes, the ninth guy's getting some. So when, when the bench shortens a little bit, uh, that's when you're going to see your best basketball. All right. Tomorrow night at Valparaiso, it's the 6 o'clock Central Time tip-off. Our pregame coverage on CILFM with Mike Reese and Ronnie Watson will get underway at 5 o'clock uh, tomorrow night. And then uh, then we're back home this weekend to take on uh, Bradley on uh, a Mardi Gras Sunday, February the 19th. But let's get Valpo out of the way first. Uh, Coach, hey, calling us during an NBA game. Um, I mean, we, we, we couldn't ask for more. Uh, thank you for I'm making sure time. I'm not sure to enjoy more of the game or talking to you guys. But let me add one more thing <laughs> yeah. for, for the fans on uh, on February 18th and 19th. We get to go back and, and, and honor the 2002 team that's coming back for a yep, reunion. Sweet 16 there's, there's reunion. Still tickets yep. available for the for the dinner on uh, on Saturday evening. It's uh, there's a little uh, reception at five to six at, at uh, Giant City Lodge. It's going to be a nice meal and a lot of fun stories. Coach Weber, Kent Williams. A lot of the guys are coming back. We'll have fun out there. And then there's a great poster that uh, Tom Weber and his outfit put together. And uh, there'll, there'll be autograph sessions. 
an hour before the game, the, about from 12 to 1, there'll be autographs available for anybody who'd like to get to see those guys, talk to them, get their autograph, and then you know, they'll introduce them in the, in the under four media timeout. There's going to be a really cool uh, uh, blackout cancer going on and also the Mardi Gras bead throw, which that team, team will be a part of. So this, you know, we don't want to look too far ahead. We won't let the team do that, but you and the three of us can look ahead and talk about what's coming this weekend. All right. Going to be a party. Let's mm-hmm. get uh, let's get Valpo tomorrow night, 6 o'clock uh, tip-off, and again pregame 5 o'clock on CILFM. Uh, Rodney Watson, former Saluki assistant, former Southern Indiana coach and uh, Saluki radio analyst, just with the doctor ordered. Thank you, sir. Talk to you tomorrow night. Thank you, guys. Pacer leading 33-27 in the first. Go Pacer. <laughs> All right.